Jason, man, what's been going on? Uh, a lot has been taking place. Uh, we are building for the first time in a while, which is probably something we should have done in the past, a user group uh, for Smart Harbor so that we can start to understand even more so beyond services and products that we provide today to our agencies, um, understand what their needs are moving into the future because there's a lot of changes we know going on in this industry and you've got always the insure tech buzz and what are carriers doing, um, but our focus has been 100% agents and we just wanna keep drilling in to needs of our agents. Yeah, I mean, you can never really underestimate a good user group, right? I mean, they sound, you know, if, if done just half-heartedly, it's like, meh, you know, it's something that doesn't work. But if you actually, you know, like you said, really dedicate yourself to kind of serving those people and having them help you build the next thing and really just describe those pain points. I mean, what is that? What 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 do you guys? What has that process been prior? And what what have you gained even just in the in the little bit of time getting that up and running? And, and how does that feel? Like, sure, kind of having that 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 feedback. Usually what we've done in the past is we will do your traditional surveys um, and then we implemented about a year ago now uh, NPS primarily around customer satisfaction because for every time that we interact with an agency, we want to have a better understanding of did that engagement work well for our customer, the agent? And what can we do to always improve? And so as we're gaining more learning and, you know, sometimes you don't really have or ask, can you write a paragraph about that? And not just giving us a score. We do have agents that will say both the positive and the negative, which has educated yeah. how we approach them. And then uh, that led to, it would be great to just have a forum where we're all sitting together and doing this face-to-face uh, -face and in person, because we value that just like agents value that when interacting with customers. Yeah, you get, and I gotta, I gotta just get the plug in for Ohio. You guys are just a, a little bit of a little trip down the highway from me in Columbus. And I mean, tons of great insurance there. I mean, is that, I mean, that's gotta be a little bit of an advantage. I mean, just the, the breath that is, you know, again, in a stone, stone's throw away. I mean, do you guys leverage that at all? I mean, from, from having just such a, you know, just a ton of high powered insurance within a, you know, five mile radius. We definitely leverage it. There are a lot of, um, and you've probably attended some of them, the events that'll take place here in central Ohio, um, where you have that mix of insure techs, carriers, agents, and just being yeah. able to create that mind share is great. And then even from a recruiting perspective, uh, there's a ton of interest uh, surrounding this industry. And because we've got great universities, Ohio State, Capital University, et cetera, and then being able to even go up into your neck of the woods and recruit from some of those Cleveland institutes um, and even down south, Cincinnati, University of Cincinnati. It's just a great microcosm of insurance and talent that is really attracted to it these days. Yeah, I have to I have to take every chance I get to gush every now and then. It's just funny because, you know. <laughs> we Ohioans understand each other. <laughs> I, I, right? It's it's a weird thing. But anyways, more seriously, I think, you know, one of the things that is fascinating about, uh, you know, and I don't even know that I was necessarily fully up to speed on everything that you guys were doing just even a couple months ago. Um, you know, it's easy to be labeled, oh, just it, – in the in the different groups and stuff hey what, what's a great website company you know i just need a new website you know right um but to really think think of it more holistically of of what is in, fully encompasses that experience and you guys kind of take that approach and how what if what is you what have you kind of really what what is kind of sat at the core of that you know like what have you found out that agents you know yeah website's important but there's there's underlying messages there's there's way more kind of important just overall mind shifts that need to take place as to how these things help impact the agency. Like what, what has that discovery process been for you? 
So when we started, you're absolutely right. It was more around building the core foundation of what we may consider today to be table stakes, websites, uh, social presence, email marketing, uh, form generation in order to be able to create leads, etc. And so as we've matured as a business and even our uh, agency customer base has evolved, we start to have discussions that are much more niche in focus. And we usually guide our agencies towards that discussion. The reason why is because, as we all know, there are commoditized products where, in many cases, you have technologies that are starting to make the process for a consumer much more efficient, where you don't always need um, that advisor on the other end. But when we start talking about niche products, especially going into commercial uh, lines, we know that that's what sets the agency apart, not just commercial alone, but the fact that they have niche products or a niche focus because of their their location, uh, because of the consumer demand. We want to pull that out of them. And so where we have a deeper conversation is usually around campaigns that revolve around content, where you can say something different about your agency, get that ranking power, and then say, all right, how do we move that into your social conversation? How do we move that into any kind of advertising and marketing that you do? Because we also, as service providers, must admit to ourselves that agents don't have infinite budgets. They need to focus around those products and services that make them different in their market, and then really just double down on it in every single media that you might play in. And so it's helped evolve the conversation with our agencies by just understanding they are all unique. They are not all the same. Even if they operate next door to each other, they have something different that they're doing as a contribution to the community and as products and services that they may want to uh, really center their ideas and thoughts around. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever really meant. Uh, it's interesting the way that you said that just struck me in a, in, a, in a different way, I guess, really than ever before. Is that you know, the the website itself, right? Just is really the framework. It's like handing somebody a, a, a just a, a car frame, like right. a nice polished car frame. Here you go. Try to get somewhere, <laughs> and uh, it, it, that's obviously just the very first step in the in the conversation. And um, what what have you found to be the most effective in kind of helping agencies build the, you know, build in those, the, the framework, build with inside, I guess, that framework and, and actually get the thing up and running. Creating what we call micro experiences. And we were actually quoted in uh, PNC 360 at the beginning of the year around 2019 trends. And this is one of the top five that we focus on. Uh, and when we talk about micro experiences, uh, we distill it for the agency to say, all right, you've come onto a website program. And right now you're probably looking at it and saying, man, this feels a bit templated. And we totally agree. You got to get up and running with some best practices and standards. So now let's yeah. talk about the fact that you're on the West Coast and you seem to have a conversation and even might be a leader around marijuana dispensaries because they're starting to mm -hmm. pop up more and more. So. Let's now focus a section of your site on helping ensure those marijuana dispensaries, understanding that it's a very small niche market, but because you are that subject matter expert right now, you have the opportunity to rank as far as you want to, uh, meaning local, regional, and national. And because we start to put that content out there and our agents are very much forward thinking around, all right, I'm gonna create some videos and they're probably learning that from groups like yours when using Agency Nation Insiders to say, this is all I need to really do in order to get that content to live on these pages. We'll put some content as far as written text around that. 
And then we might start to run some quick ad campaigns through specific channels that matter to that agency in that niche market. And then to create smart forms that aren't just static anymore, but are having a conversation with that type of business owner uh, that is bringing them into an experience, eliciting some information that I need as the agent in order to be able to rate quote bind. And so it starts with this, as you say, this framework, and then it really starts to drill down into what makes you unique and different. And then here are the ways that we can take that all the way to the point of lead generation, which is most important to our agents. In the end, they ask, Where's the ROI? Where are the leads coming from? First off, checks in the mail, Jason. Appreciate the plug. <laughs> and uh, second, can we just, I just, if you and I can maybe just do this little heart to heart, I don't know, yeah. we'll get out of guitar, build a campfire. Let's just do this real quick. Um, I feel like, I feel like paid advertising has become all of the rage. Oh, Facebook, Instagram. I'm not, I'm not knocking that, but there is this, there is this just complete neglect recently for, just ranking some content, man. Mm -hmm. Like that, that stuff happens over and over again all the time for free. And as long as nobody else beats you, it just keeps happening. Um, it, am I crazy to think that like people have, I don't want to say got distracted from it, but it feels less of a priority or even that it's a possibility today. I think it's on us. I think you're absolutely right. Um, that the notion that you can do a lot through what would be considered more free organic play. Um, and the reason why is because service providers like us, it's on us to educate the agency uh, before we even move into the why. And the reason that I'm saying that is because we know that agencies are getting called every day from companies trying to sell them on the next big thing. And so we naturally gravitate towards what we think might be able to give that immediate impact. The issue is, is that if you don't have that good foundation and if everything that you've set up at the beginning is not correlating to what you then might be quickly trying to advertise or market online, the entire uh, structure of what you're trying to do fails. And so as I was describing that uh, use case on the West Coast and focusing on marijuana dispensaries, for instance, it is starting to say, wow, if I were to do a search right now, there's no one ranking. And the person that can establish yeah. that real estate immediately is, gonna, is going to hold it as long as they're doing it right and keeping that content as fresh as possible and then adding, you know, different uh, type videos and maybe doing a podcast like we are and continuing to bolster that ranking and hold that position. That is still possible today. Are you going to rank number one for auto insurance? No. Uh, but you can run some advertising to try to get as much as you want from that, but just understand that it's going to cost a lot. So there's still a ton of play within the organic content development, but there are different ways to go about it, as we know. And if you do it right, you may never have to invest in advertising because you have held that position in the number one spot and you're waiting for people to come through. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's always felt like a game, you know, it's like a game of chess versus checkers sort of thing. I always have that analogy, but it's, I've, I've never, I, it's hard to have that commitment. That's not saying that this is an either or conversation, right? Like, I don't think either one of us are saying that. It's just, it's about, like you said, it's, it is a foundation and, and when the next thing comes, when the next advertising platform comes, whatever, you know, I mean, who knows, that's way down right. the road, but, right. uh, I mean, but even, even just in 10 years, it went from Google to, to Facebook. So, I mean, hmm. we could assume, you know, 10 years from now, we might be in a similar position. I don't know. Um, so there's, there's that. And it's just, it, like it said, it becomes a, it becomes a drug in some cases to where it's, it's hard to get off. 
um, and you, you rely upon it, and, and then you have to keep up with it. So it's just it's fascinating, I guess. And I could I could we could both soapbox on it for for quite some time. But um, I mean, when when it comes to that foundation and then kind of graduating, like what I'm I'm fascinated with, like breaking it down into like a like a, like a, fit, a fitness program, right? like to actually like work your way up to a certain point. Like we try to overcompensate for, you know, years of not getting in the gym. What, like what, how do you, how do you keep things? We've used a bunch of different analogies here. I know. Uh, how do you, how do you kind of, uh, how do you kind of keep things to where you're not going to pass out at the end of the workout and actually want to get back in there every single day? So that brings me to more of uh, an ecosystem mentality. And so we've talked about, you know, the importance of organic and sites, and you'll have a certain percentage of businesses that agree with this conversation and those that'll say, okay, that's kind of old and stale. And that is just a personal decision. But what we notice is once we get that foundation put into place for an agency, they start asking the right questions, which is, all right, now that I'm ranking, I understand that unless someone is actively seeking me, I am holding a position of number one. That leads me to the question of what can I do next in order to try to offset some of that passive marketing? And that's where we say to an agency, well, because we've got your site up, we've got good landing pages, we have forms that can perform quick intake and even have chat with your customers if you need it to. You've got social media that's on point so that if anybody came in through one of your business pages, they'd see that whatever you're saying on your site is complementing what you're saying on your social pages. And so that now that that's in place and you're asking the right question, where do I go from there? That's where you can introduce the notions of advertising and putting money into potential lead buy, which is, you know, sometimes difficult to to uh, discuss with agencies because they've been burned in the past. But the point is, is that if you have a foundation, you can start slow. Let's say that you just want to focus on builder's risk. Then now we know that there's only a finite audience that's out there searching for something and we can start to invest in and some of that more proactive approach where I'm putting the agency in front of the face of consumers um, and almost reaching out saying, were you thinking about this? But there's only so much that you can spend on a builder's risk campaign. And so agencies, if they have the right foundation in place, it ultimately forces the next two to three questions that allow agents to graduate to something that's a bit more aggressive, but it's at least contained with an efficient budget instead of just that spray and pray mentality. So we leverage the fact that we're working with customers on more of that table stakes foundational piece to say that let's use that as the jumping off point. And if something doesn't work, pull back and move into the next avenue. And it's usually appreciated. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think I've always, I've always viewed it more as a nudge than as like a, a hook line, yeah. like a harpoon gun, you know what I mean? Yep. And, um, and, you know, I, I think about just my own personal experience and, and maybe we, maybe we could just kind of riff on some of the things that, <laughs> uh, you know, you personally kind of consume on the internet, but if I'm, I'm following it, let's say a YouTube channel per se, and then I uh, maybe hit their website and, and this company has, you know, endless content that I've consumed, then they retarget me with an ad. But, you know, the ad isn't the only thing I've seen. You know, that's like the last thing I've seen. I'm like, oh man, like it's just that last little trigger. Like, oh, these guys are good. Like they're going to, they, you know, they want me or whatever yes. versus, you know, when it's the opposite, right? When the ad is the first and only thing you see, and then you're thinking to yourself, well, is this like, am I getting a kidney transplant in an alley somewhere? Like what is happening? <laughs> and, and, and that's the, that's the sort of experience. I mean, do you, does, am I, am I crazy here on this or I don't know? No, I think what you're pointing out is that you have 
different uh, consideration sets as you move along that customer journey. And so you have some preconceived notion of, in this case, an insurance agency because of something you saw. It could be two months ago. And then you're in a totally different uh, website experience uh, that's a third party, like you said, YouTube, or you're on your Facebook now and uh, an ad pops. But you know something that has built or educated you on that agency from a service and sales perspective. And then even take it one step further, if you're already a customer, because retention is key for our agencies, they're saying, how can I get back in front of them knowing how they came through to ultimately buy the first time? And now they've been on the books for two years. How do I start to engage them uh, through different types of digital marketing. And that's where we think of marketing automation and drip campaigns, emails that then, you know, we start to retarget them once they click on that email and we know that they're going to these three sites. That's where our ad should pop to say, you've already got these three policies with us, consider the fourth to round out. And so every piece of that journey is important within that ecosystem, that value chain. So where we need to go as service providers to help our agents is to track each one of those and make some sense of that played 20% of the decision-making factor for that customer that ultimately came in three weeks, three months later. It's very important and you're dead on. It's that entire circle because it should just keep going and repeating itself and you should be hitting them every step of the way, but it can't be talking to them when they already have the policy or product or whatever it is you're trying to push, you can't say the same thing again. You have to be smarter about it. Yeah. I mean, so you hit on it, the, the existing customer, right? And that's where I think you now tell me this, how often does an agency come to you and they're most concerned about their existing customers when developing their website? I will say a hundred percent of the time retention is a discussion <laughs> and yeah. yes, and you're not surprised. And that is, it should be because our agencies uh, at large, they have a high retention rate. And so tapping that existing book, but leveraging digital marketing to do it, it's just a different conversation. Now your site doesn't become that entry point for a sale. You've got to have specific tools on there. And that's where you can think about chat and you can think about the agent pushing out some marketing that is going to them to lead them back into that site into a deeper page that talks to a customer that has nothing to do with the prospect. So it's just leveraging that foundation that you've built just a little bit differently in order to give that customer the feel that you're always on 24 seven and you're interacting in the you know 21st century of playing the game of making sure that you're communicating with them whether or not you're physically there yeah now and, and so that's I, th I think people and that i guess the reason i brought it up was because i feel like that is that takes too much of the focus i mean it, it's important um but again like that they if you only have your website set up to do that then it's then like you said it becomes a question of well, where are the leads you know they think oh i built this great place for people that already know me right. to hang out and then it just doesn't continue to generate revenue i mean i guess you can say keeping business is the cheapest way to do it i i'm, I'm fully aware of that argument but at the same time um you know for for much of the young agents that are listening like they want to grow their books oh, yeah. and um and and, and just keeping same amount of clients isn't always necessarily going to make that happen. And that is absolutely correct. And so that's why you have different segments of agencies. We all need a website. We don't argue that. What we need to do is yeah. make sure that it's organized in such a fashion so that you segment between prospects and customers because they're all going to or should be engaging you at that critical moment. And so you have to think about it from I'm trying to grow versus I'm trying to retain or I'm a mix of the two and all should be solved through your content play, through your digital marketing foundation, et cetera. 
Yeah. Is there anything, I mean, is there any sort of like when you're, when you're bringing a new agency on board, is there sort of like a, a benchmark or like kind of a split that you have that conversation or, or how you kind of map it all out and, and making the differentiate different differentiation. There we go with the two. <laughs> um, and uh, is that, is that, uh, is that something that you actually just put out there up front saying, you know, listen, like, I know this is going to be the tendency, but these are the things that are going to be fully kind of, taken care of during this process? For us, it's important through the adoption process to get first the understanding of the agency. And if you ask the critical three to five right questions, you quickly understand whether or not uh, they have more of a focus towards growth or retention. And again, that you have the ones that are in the middle. And so once you have an understanding of that, you cut off the discussion, even though, you know, vendors want to be opportunistic and try to get everybody on everything. It's just not appropriate. So you qualify that agency and they ultimately segment into a few different types, whether they're young versus they're trying to just, you know, continue from the 60 years to the 70 year point. Uh, you're finding that out up front and then you're telling them this is how you can leverage digital to support your goals. But ultimately, agency always know that once you get this up running, humming around your existing goals, you're going to probably pivot as a business owner. And this is how it can work in the next two to three years on maybe what you're not paying attention to right now. So just giving basically be authentic, <laughs> be human in conversation. And the agency will also return that favor and you can start on a good first foot. Yeah, no. And, you know, the best part about this that we haven't even gotten a chance to mention is that we're going to be having a very similar conversation at Elevate live in person. Um, Looking forward to that. About creating, creating the ultimate customer relationship. And I mean, there's there's obviously a bunch of different things that go into this process. And that's, I think, one of the other thing, other fascinating things that that even just this conversation that we've had, even though it feels vast and maybe potentially overwhelming based on where you're at, is it? It's really just the tip of the iceberg as far as delivering that ultimate customer relationship surrounding the, the the tools and stuff. And I mean, I was surprised to kind of hear, you know, again as I've gotten to know you a little bit, just just how deep you want to go with it. And where where did where did it all start with you? And 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 in the realization of how do I start making incremental steps to help putting these pieces together? Uh, it all started when I, I explained it earlier to to the agent that is set with their existing programs through what we provide today. And they started asking for uh, connectivity. They were saying, you know what? I get where you start and stop Smart Harbor. And so I need information to pass. And then I need to be able to some point of my process working with the customer, whether it's through prospecting phase or some kind of retention play, I need to tie back the success metrics of what you've been able to do. And so that got us thinking, well, if we truly admit where we start and stop as a digital marketing provider and not walk with an ego that we can do it all, that's where it became very easy to ask that agent the next question. So let me ask you, what uh, agency management system do you work with? What rating platform do you have? Uh, do you offer payment options online through some kind of portal? And so they would either say yes, or they would say no, but I'd love to have that. And so we would take each one of those conversations, which is why I'm so pumped about having a user group in person, because these were all happening more so on the phone or through surveys. We would take that feedback and then we would go 
and say to a potential partner that's out there and we'll probably all see them at these conferences, et cetera, and say, hey, my agency has a need and I just want to pass you information. Can I do that? And they say, yeah. And so I can turn back to the agent and we're almost organically creating an ecosystem of a bunch of different service providers that's trying to achieve one goal, which is give the agent and their customer a great experience that's seamless, that is not always smart harbor. And that approach has been liberating. Um, it's been a breath of fresh air because I can talk to groups like ePay that has the online policy payment portal, Hawksoft, good agency management system that a lot of our agents have. Just being able to take my data and pass it into their system to help the customer quickly do what they need to do and help the agent and the CSR do what they need to do. And so that's where the light bulb went off. It's been about, I don't know, 12 months, but it's been very easy to have these conversations because we don't go any to end to any of these conversations with the preconceived notion that we're going to create the next agency management system or Raider. We're just going to play friendly. So our agent benefits. I hope that yeah, answers. You know, no, it does. It does. And, I, you know, again, I was thinking, I don't know what it is the way that you're speaking to me today, Jason. It's just, it's, it's making things sound very, very clear. And, and I think we're, we, we have similar parallels just to the way that, you know, we're going through a similar transition, I think within the industry of, of saying, you know, where do we start and stop as an insurance agent or agency? You know what I mean? Right. What insurance do we want to do? Can we do? And it's exhausting to kind of do everything to do it well. And um, where, where, I guess, setting those parameters, right? right. Uh, I mean, you guys have established them pretty, pretty firmly, I think. But um, how far should you go b before y you think you're starting to take on too much? And, and, and how, how does that conversation look to kind of progress to benefit everybody in the industry to where we might have a, a more kind of, like you said, integrated process? Uh, how far should I go as a vendor? Just in, I don't know, just in general. Yeah. yeah I mean, you like smart harbor as a company, like, was like, where, where have you, like, you started to stretch and like, oh, that hurt a little bit. Maybe I shouldn't, I might not walk tomorrow sort of thing. <laughs> uh, honestly, I think we should go as far as we can in order for the agent to feel like for once they've achieved something that's seamless that b because we all are telling agencies what they need and how they need to do it. Uh, and it becomes daunting as you pointed out. And there are a lot of disparate technologies, disparate solutions that if they just turned to each other and said, oh man, I'm ready to hand off and admitted that, then the agent benefits in the end. And it makes it much better from a value proposition for all of us that are supporting agencies. Um, it's not really that difficult because it allows us to go deeper on our niche content, everything that I was describing to you at the beginning, we can keep going deeper on that because that's where we know we're really good. And then we can turn to these groups that can take our information that we're getting from consumers on behalf of the agent and passing it into the next system. And honestly, if an agent says I need it, or if an agent jumps on the phone to bring two third parties together, they pay attention because that's their customer base and that's who they're trying to service. And so it's, been pretty easy and so go all the way you're not building everything and that's that's okay except that so so before we attempt to wrap this thing up uh real quick jason where can people reach out to you get in touch with you find out the limited scope of the the process that you guys are, are dedicated to and 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 kind of have a further you know have a better conversation about that yeah if you just and thank you for that if you just go to smartharbor.com um, you'll see our vision being pontificated a bit, <laughs> as well as uh, the different solutions that you can uh, subscribe to through us. 
And then what I do encourage everybody to do is when you're talking to us about what we provide, ask us if we can uh, integrate and connect and make your lives easier because I think that's most important for agents. Um, and on that site, on smartharbor.com, we've got our phone number as well. Uh, I don't know if I can put that in here, but is that cool? Uh, sure, yeah, sure, right. sure. It's 866-683-6915. And so we've got phone number, we've got forms you can fill out, we've got an online chat um, and just love to talk to agents, even if we're not the right fit, just to help guide, that's important. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it's important uh, the, to have that mindset, right? To be like, listen, like we understand like this might not work or we, we might be able to help this particular thing. But I mean, the integration thing has become a, a, a huge topic, right? It really the, has. The connectivity and people are up in arms about it in some capacities. I mean, we have, it's, it's across the entire spectrum. I actually had an agent, uh, I was talking with an agent buddy of mine a, a couple of weeks ago who who um, hit me with a question that I wasn't really prepared for. And it was like, are we, are we asking too much? Are other industries expecting the same thing? Basically around the standpoint of at what point do we just need to roll up our sleeves and do the work sort of thing. Right. And it's where the question is going. Ultimately that, that kind of, that kind of screwed in my brain for a couple of days. But <laughs> um, the, the ultimate question is, is what happens if we don't get a lot of this, right? Will we be okay? Will the will will it be a Terminator two situation? What what happens if uh, you know we aren't we aren't doing this at the right speed that we need to be doing? Um, from the agent's perspective, I think that uh, there's going to be a lot of trial and error, and I think that there that's okay, and that's okay because we're watching InsureTechs do it as well. I think we can learn a lot from InsureTechs whether we embrace all of them or not. Um, we, it's, it's free research and development, in my opinion, and we're seeing what usually sticks uh, from a consumer demand perspective from how carriers might then interact to be able to pass back and forth information and all these third parties play together. So from all of this good work that's taking place, a few things will shake out. But what I think will always remain resonant, especially for agencies, there is a there is a just like everything else, a start stop for artificial intelligence and AI and all the buzz phrases that we hear. And there is this important element of emotional intelligence that is usually introduced with almost 100% of our customer base, because even if you come in on the simplest product, you still need advice and guidance. And so what you should be thinking about as an agent is, where can I strip out the manual process or the things that I just actually don't enjoy doing on a daily basis? And are there technologies that can help me solve that? And then where the focus should be is, how do I go deeper with my customers? And how do I tell the prospect something differently than what they might see through a quick application? And that, if you spend your time there, you differentiate yourself, you make yourself unique, you accept that sometimes there's gonna be an app that'll just take over that relationship. Um, but emotional intelligence, I cannot stress it enough, is extremely important uh, as we as consumers become much more sophisticated uh, with our needs, especially as our lives change. And I don't think that's going away. Jason, I'm going to leave it right there, sir. All right. Well, thank you so much, Joey. I really appreciate this opportunity.